One of the things I really enjoy doing this uh, Sports Card Insights is being on Hobby Hotline as a content creator. I'm enjoying doing that with other content creators. I think there's 20 or 21 of them that uh, John Newman and others have assembled. We had a good session a Saturday ago in the special Hobby Hotline, Hobby Palooza, done by Ty Wilson and Mike Moynihan, Benchclear Media. So I love it when people do collaborative stuff. I really enjoy being on other people's podcasts and having guests on mine. It's a lot of fun. These are outtakes from that hour with a whole bunch of call-ins, a whole bunch of hosts. It's very lively. I encourage you to check in on Tuesday evening or Saturday morning. But the Hobby Palooza was a special one. And I was honored to be part of that. So here it is. First topic, we're seeing a softening in the market. Prices coming down pretty much across the board. Which sports are maybe being affected more so where those those percentages are a little higher? I think basketball has probably taken (coughs) it on the chin the most. Some not stellar rookie classes the last year or two. Again, it's early. Rookies and young Basketball players can still develop later on. The hobby is not at its peak from what it was in 2021. Everyone knows that. So let's evaluate the markets now. And like you're saying, beyond the rookie classes, I think the rookie classes have some sleepers for the future. But the biggest problem really is how the release calendars and everything have been affected. We just had the NBA draft, which normally, two years ago, we would be hyped up. We'd have a couple of releases already out or coming out of collegiate products of these new rookies to start collecting the hype to build up. And that really gets you interested and pumped, I think, for the entire season. It was a driving force at the beginning. You've got the NFL draft coming up, too. None of those guys are going to have cards for another six months or so. The big releases from last year's rookies have yet to come out, especially in basketball's case. That's had a major effect on basketball, just the fact they can't get products out. The hobbies of of what have you done for me lately. Most people aren't patient. They don't care about why it is this product number not coming out or the reasonings behind it. But you're right. There are some guys that can develop some sleeper prospects that probably will develop two, three, maybe even four years. But again, those people who are prospecting, those people are like, what are they doing now? Nothing. And so you're going to have that side of the aisle. And I think that's what happened to basketball. I see it twofold on the product being released late. Number one is I feel like I got to extend a little bit of grace because, okay, we did just come off of a pandemic. There has been logistical nightmares, not just in the card industry, but in every industry. But at the same time, my concern is what is the long-term fix? Or is this going to be recurring year after year now? We're going to be a year behind. So I'm hoping that we come to some type of resolve where we can say, all right, Let's maybe cut some product away that we don't need to, or let's try to do something different so we can get back on schedule. And that's where I hope to find some. You say cut some product away. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's an opinion. But to a company, you just said, let's not make and ever release this product. So they're going to think yeah. along those lines. I can't remember a time when products were this delayed. We've had delays. Hey, it's coming out next month instead of this month. Yeah. And just his experience, what he thinks the answer might be in terms of catching up. And getting on a track. I think the card companies are, as John says, probably as exasperated as we are. People want to sell things when they're hot, the players that are in the news. It's in nobody's interest to build up the hype for a year or six months. So they don't want that. On the other hand, I'm more concerned about the other flip side that card companies with the NIL are going to be able to sell things before they're hot, produce things before they're hot. Right. Then it sits there. 
and my other, not pet peeve, but back in the day, price guides came out once a month. So you weren't really looking at the trend. It just went up from the last month or down. But now with daily and moment by moment pricing information, especially expressed in terms of graphs, where you can see the trend, if you're looking for what might be cold in the future, you might take it with a grain of salt that what's gone up the most in the last month might be something that's fully priced now. And so it would be no longer hot at that price. And so those graphs that some of these influencers put out there and suggest that's determinative of what's going to happen just because it's what has happened in many cases that it turned. So you just have to be careful. You have to have some knowledge and you need more than one source of authority, not just what's going on in the field, but how something is priced compared to other things. It could be like the 80s with players getting rookies after being in the NFL for a couple of years. Here, I'll use my guy, me, Joe Green, number one pick, and yeah. he didn't get a card till a couple of years in the league. I don't necessarily think that's good, but again, ultimately, player performance on the competitive field is going to determine whether the crazy the thing about that, the difference though, is that those rookies are actually going to be the year they're supposed to be. It's just by the time that, like, it's supposed to be his rookie year product, it's just going to be so delayed. I do hope they catch up, but basketball. You know, the, the guys, guys that, they will catch up. Don't hope. Yeah, they, no, I, they absolutely will catch up. Yeah. And as soon as they can, and it's either going to be this coming year, they can't allow this to happen because it's revenue negative for them. Exactly. And that's why I see him, like I said, eventually getting this caught up. I like your <laughs> optimism of this in a year. I love that optimism. I think that's awesome. Let's speculate, though. How do we think they're going to catch up? Panini has an easy out. They've got Chronicles, so they can easily take a couple of products and either add a mini Chronicles, things like that, without cutting. And Panini has a great out to knock out some small products like Illusions, etc., and things like that. The problem is in the rookie card, Victor's specialty, is that if you can anchor the rookie card year to the previous year, even though you put the card out in the current year, that messes it up for the other company or other right. companies. And so I well, hope that games will not be played because that's not... Look at the football products that just came out. There's um, Optic Contenders. They're 2021 products. They just came out in the last three, four weeks or even recenter. And they're doing well just because the rookie class carrying the product. So I think it's not so much when the product comes out. It's like what's in the product as far as the rookie class and performance on the rookie level. And in a way, football coming out late after the season's been completed is probably almost a good thing. Not that they want to do that all the time, but I think it's had some perks as well. Obviously, impatient people is not the perk, but maybe creating some buzz or, hey, finally it's here and some lead up into those products. Well, coming out that late, how many more prospects for rookies that if the product that came out on time might not even have any interest and they might have had a good season and there may be an extra rookie in there yeah. that normally they would yeah. before. I just said one side of the coin, some of those highly talented prospects who didn't have great years and our people are starting to get off that train, right? It doesn't seem like tops baseball production this late this year. And they've even come out and said that they've had production issues and that they're the company that actually came out and put out a statement saying that they were having production issues and that there were slowdowns. And they have some, they have had some delays, but it doesn't feel not near as much, but that's right. also because you're only looking at one sport compared to I a agree. couple, I think. But what do you guys think? How do you think Topps has handled it as opposed to Panini? Because the Topps is 
had some delays, but not that many. I'm just going to be on their best behavior. They've just been acquired. They've got new resources and all that. I wanted to bring up a point about rookie cards. Again, Victor and I have talked a lot about this, but not about this one thing, and that is that back in the day, the esteem of the rookie card and the value of the rookie card also was related to how early in the production year. If a rookie card was in Series 1 and Series 2 of the same product, the Series 1 card was preferred and had more value. I think that's been washed out now if it just came out in the year. But earlier in the year, those were generally the more valuable rookie cards. Well, back in the day, me and Victor just talked about this on this show. Back in the day, there was only one rookie card. That made it easier to navigate. I know we're comparing apples to oranges, and it's not fair. But, yeah, I know they use the same printer for some things. I don't know all the logistics there, but I got it. That's a factor. It does seem that Topps is doing a better job at the release times, and Panini seems to be struggling. Again, I'm trying to take it back to speculating to the resolve on all of this. And I think it comes down to two things. They either cut product, but to John's point, they're not going to do that because they're going to lose money. So then the only other option that they have is release more product week after week. So we're going to see an influx of product swarming the market. Collectors then need to become savvy. we got to understand what everybody's up against. But then at the same time, we have to be intelligent and do our homework on where we want to spend our hobby dollars and not allow ourselves to get frustrated because of the amount of product being released and understand where everybody's at. And overall, I think we'll get through this in the next year or so. I'm hoping we'll see how it all plays out. Kudos to Tops, but I think a paper product versus a chrome or prism or more premium paper is easier to get out. Yeah, no doubt. Going back to the basketball in their defense, they were at one time leading the market. So it's hard to maintain that momentum at that kind of time. And the rookie classes didn't help them. I don't know about this rookie class. If you believe the pundits isn't tremendous either, it's too early for that verdict. But at least the experts are saying it's deep, but there may be no major superstars. I think football seemed the biggest yeah. the market is right now. I just think we've had that changing of the guard the last couple of years. You've had so many people in football, especially at the quarterback position, the legends that are either on their way out, leaving whatever it is and then you're seeing the new generation and you're seeing those guys hit their second and third years and develop and in a hobby driven by rookie card speculation that's a perfect storm you've got a mass influx of quarterbacks they're legitimately very good quarterbacks not that people are just trying to hype up some in the same division and they're all within two or three years of each other that has a lot to do with it and also you're seeing defensive and offensive skill position players starting to actually get loves. People actually care about them. I see people looking for Justin Jefferson and Claypool and Jonathan Taylor 10 times more than I ever did. Whether that's because you get priced out of the quarterbacks, which probably has a lot to do with it, but well, they've just had that perfect storm with some of the greats of the last era moving on. At the same time, you had an influx of multiple draft classes. One of those is going to go down as one of the best ever. We just got to wait it all out. I love baseball and football, but I think football is really, baseball is a national pastime. I think we can make an argument for really is taking that perch That's uh, as far game. as between fandom and then you get the fantasy league stuff, daily fantasy league. Maybe some of that is just how they market themselves. I think baseball could do a lot better job, uh, but football's made some strides. You look at football, think about <clears throat> all the different levels. How many people watch college football before the players ever get to the NFL? versus watching minor league games before they get up to the MLB. So by the time these players hit the NFL, they're nationally known already. Where yeah. 
Yeah, no doubt. I think that hurts. People watch college basketball, but if you look at the draft, a good percentage of the players in the NBA draft didn't play college in the States. They played in yeah. European leagues that most of us, unless you're on a basketball head, didn't watch those games. Maybe you read Scotty reports, but watching and reading are two different things. I think that's a little bit going back to basketball, why they've seemed to have the biggest fall out of the four, at least in my opinion. I think that's a factor, Herman. Minor league baseball. I'm lucky I live in a minor league city. Actually, the Syracuse Mets AAA team here, I can walk to the stadium from my house. But not everyone can say that. Most people will have to travel further to catch a minor league game. Here's a takeaway we find ironic. Basketball is trending downward because of the late distribution. But football is trending upward because of the late releases that's just how it's working out i yeah. think some of the other stuff we touched on victor like where the eyes locally on college football in relation to like european basketball or minor also if zion didn't get hurt if zion had actually played i think you see not as much of a dip because that brings people in and also it, it, no matter what even when it's just one player it always brings more attention to others as well there was a perfect storm for basketball and john you really nailed one of the big things Basketball went from being a collectible thing to the top. It skyrocketed to astronomical levels, and there's nowhere to go but down. I think basketball hobby markets is the most dollars and cents driven. I think people get into basketball cards more to turn a profit, for lack of a better way of putting it, more in that sport than in, in others, where people will collect maybe baseball and football cards because they're more of a fan. I know people who deal in basketball cards that aren't real basketball fans. Just when it was red hot, they're just like, hey, I'm going to just make a bunch of money here. Everyone does that in every sport. I'm not just trying to say basketball. But I think of the four major, I think basketball leads in that category as far as people who participate in it, maybe just for the dollars and cents rather than the fandom. If we were ranking them in order, I think basketball. Then with the down rookie classes, that profit margin went away. And I think certain people did too. The man in 